brought to you by Combat Flip Flops. Bad for running and even worse for fighting. Combat Flip Flops are your ticket to the unarmed forces by providing you with the military-inspired quality footwear for men and women. Be sure to enter the code UNITY at checkout to help support the podcast. And in support of women in developing countries, head over to CombatFlipFlops.com and become part of their unarmed forces today. Also brought to you by Heads Up Guys. Heads Up Guys is a resource providing men with information and practical tips on how to manage and prevent their depression. This is a dedicated online tool devoted to helping men get the help that they need, finding someone to talk to, and navigate difficult times. For more information, please head over to headsupguys.org. And by Beneath, starting with the first thing that you put on in the morning, Beneath inspires you to be your most authentic self. Get ready to experience increased comfort that radically outperforms anything that you've tried before while leaving minimal impact on Mother Earth. Use the code UNITY to get 15% off at checkout at Beneath.com. That's B-N-3-T-H.com. Hey everyone, welcome to this week's episode of the podcast. I'm here with our very first Navy SEAL and it won't be our last, but it definitely is one of our biggest. And I am super stoked to have Ray Cash Care on our podcast. I have been following you, sir, for some time and I am super stoked to just pick your brain and learn about all your badassery. I will say starting this off, I got to, <laughs> I saw the video on Instagram of you. I'm assuming it's your son dragging his ass into the ocean and just eating shit. And I respect that on a level I cannot even describe to you. So first off, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for coming on. Thank you. I didn't even know who that kid was. Oh, that's even better. No, I'm kidding. He's a, he's a young <laughs> man named James I trained. Uh, he's 15 years old. He's like a son to me. My son's 27, but okay. he wants to be a SEAL. He wants to do SEAL shit, so he's got to go through it. So that's what I do. I uh, <laughs> It was cold, too. That water was freezing. I mean, I love it. freezing. But uh, yeah, a lot of people started gathering around. And he, wanted to, he wanted a taste of it, so I gave him you know, just a tip. So just to give him a little bit. Just a little. But I gave him, I gave him what he needed. Oh my God. I loved it so much. I showed my husband and I said, that is awesome. He said, are we going to send our son there? I said, I don't think we'll need to, cause I'm going to straight up drown him myself. But if we do, at least we know where we need to send him to. Well, I, 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 uh, I make house calls too. So wherever you guys are at, let me know. You coming all the way up to Canada or what? California is about as far as I go that way. And you guys ain't let nobody in the border, right? Across the border right now. No, I know we're stupid. Uh, I live in Vancouver, so we are, and I, but here's the, here's the kicker. We are right on the border. And I mean, like we get the border runners through the backyard, like we're, we're we might as well be in Washington. So we're, we're pretty close. I used to true story. I used to work up in Nanaimo, Canada all the time. No way on the Island. What are you doing there? Uh, I was in the regular Navy. I, I worked on a torpedo retriever. I used to have to hand crank torpedoes in before I was training to go to seals. So yeah, Jesus. I loved it up there. Loved it. Oh, okay. So you know what's up. You know what we're like up here then, except stupid and uh, with a very horrendous government structure right now. But hey, we can only do what we can do, right? So um, yeah. So yeah, once we get that border open there, I'll get you drug up here and then um, we'll, we'll we'll pull you past California. It won't be too bad. It'll be all right. Let's do it. I'm ready. All right, good. So I want to I want to touch base on a few things with you. Um, first off, you're a Navy SEAL, which thank you for your service. Obviously, that's common sense. Appreciate it. Um, what years were you a SEAL? Uh, I was a SEAL from ninety. Let me make sure I get this right. Oh, I got my blood's graduation up here. From <laughs> ninety five, August of ninety five till two thousand four. 
Okay. Okay. So you were, you were not long after 9-11, but you were in that kind of structure once that happened. Did you deploy? Yeah, I remember, I remember when 9-11 hit. I remember. Oh, I, well, I feel like everybody, well, at least people in the age gap should remember at least exactly what the hell was going on and where they were at oh, that yeah. time. Well, I mean, I, I was at a school and I remember getting recalled back to the team. I remember it like it was yesterday. I can't remember what I had for fucking breakfast three days ago, but I can remember that day. Seriously. Right? No, I Very believe yeah. Well, and it should be. It is one of those moments that is resonates with the world. And if uh, I mean, not to age myself here, but I'm, I'm totally going to age the shit out of myself. Um, so I was 12 when the towers hit. And so I remember it. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> I'm 30 going on 32. So I, uh, I remember it very vividly. I was in school. Um, but it's odd because I didn't end up joining the military until 2007. So it wasn't, uh, we, we didn't have it in Canada where we're like 9-11 hit and everybody was like, I'm joining the army. That was not, that's not what we had up here at all. Um, what was your deployments like? How many deployments are we talking here? Um, I've done, I did four, six months deployments with the, with the SEAL teams. And then mm -hmm. when I went over to the agency, um, working with the uh, government agency, I did 40 deployments, but they, they stem from 60 days up to 103. So I did about 14 years um, with the agency. So I've, I've done, I've been, I've been everywhere except the Orient and Australia. The only two places I probably am glad I haven't gone. Yeah, I'd right. Be the worst if I did, yeah. So, but every, every, every hellhole, shithole on the planet I've been to. Well, then maybe that's what makes you the way you are. Although I can't picture you working for the CIA. I feel like you'd stand out like a sore thumb. I was a contractor for him. So we, oh, we it didn't matter. We look, yeah, we look, we look our way. Believe me, I wasn't, I wasn't a suit. So I didn't wear a suit. Oh no, I, d I wouldn't expect you to wear a suit, but all those tattoos, I'm like, Jesus, sir. Uh, I don't know about that. If you're a contractor, I feel like it'd be like that guy. It was that guy. The one you can, that one right there. You're, you're well, obvious to me. That's what we used to do. So you wouldn't see us. I know I get some, I get some of the odd photos sent over to me from some of the guys that I know that did contracting. They're like, this is opsack. You can't share it. And I'm like, you look like I would, I would have walked right by you out of fob and I would not have even looked twice at you. You look so, you guys blend in so well when you do actually deploy. It's in, quite impressive, truly. Um, so I want to talk a little bit about that lifestyle, that mental health aspect of what that's like becoming a you know, coming out of school, obviously deploying during and after 9-11, but then what that's like to go into something like an agency afterwards and that mindset, because a lot of times on our show, we like to talk about uh, obviously incredible people and like their stories. But what I think people miss a lot of and, and do crave is the honest, raw truth of what the hell that's like mentally to be able to adapt and do what you do and how you cope with that when you come back to civilian life. Okay. So uh, where do you want to start? Start at the top. Uh, you know, de deploying deployments, uh, they suck. I mean, I don't know how else to say it when you're away from your family and your loved ones. Um, it sucks, you know, but we do it for a greater good. I did it in the military. I did it in the agency. Um, you know, obviously um, trying to prevent, you know, and do my part for the war on terrorism, trying to make the world a better place. And Canada, America, whatever, whatever countries we're not fighting against. Uh, but it sucks mentally. It's, it's debilitating, you know, when you're away from your loved ones and your families. I mean, I've missed Christmases, birthdays, you know, I've missed every fucking holiday there is. Um, and it sucks and I'm not alone, but you know, what powers and drives us through it is just knowing that you're doing it for a greater good. And there's other men and women suffering with you. Uh, there's three battlefields in life, your battlefield, your business field, and your home field. 
And I think a lot of them, especially now with this COVID shit going on, they all overlap each other. Uh, but, you know, I have a supportive wife. I mean, if you, it de- definitely helps if you have a, a supportive group or element with you. You know, team care. My last name's care. My wife and my daughter and my son. Um, they, that's, that's the life they know. I mean, there's ups and downs of it. Um, definitely, you know. You know, and what, what also sucks too, I don't know if you've ever, if you've ever deployed, but like when I'm home, nothing, nothing goes wrong. But when I fucking go away, shit breaks. Yeah. Things happen. And, uh, and I think as far as coming back, the hardest thing to do is I try, for the longest time, I tried coming back right where I left. But the thing that I had to program myself with is the world goes on. My kids get older. My wife, you know, if I'm gone, you know, and this was with the agency, even the deployments, uh, you know, six months is a long time. I mean, I would talk to my wife, you know, shit. I remember the first time when I was working with the agency, when we actually got the camera, where you could start seeing people, you know, like before yeah. it was just phone calls. And then, you know, then we started getting warned because, you know, mama hadn't seen daddy in a long time. And next thing you know, we're doing our little thing, Mama. not realizing that the whole world's watching, but you know, it's <laughs> a fuck, you know, cause you know, right. and, and, and cause that's what it's about. You know, you gotta, you gotta still be there for her. And, you know, as now we've got zoom and all this other bullshit that makes it so much easier. But you know, my last couple of deployments, I mean, I, the one thing I've always done, the one thing I've always made a point to is I always, I didn't do it with my son as much, but my daughter, I made sure from the minute I could talk to her, I would call her every day and tell her I love her. So that was the one thing that, that kept me going. Deployments are hard. Um, if you don't have to do it, I, I highly recommend you don't. But if you have to, just know that, you know, I know what you're going through. And, it, and like I said, it just, it just sucks. But Deployments are also also great too because when you come home, it's almost like a fresh start sometimes with your wife. Right. You know, it's like, you know, we and what was great was like, you know, as your son gets older, he'll go away, but then you have your daughter. It's like, Jesus, I haven't seen you in six months. I just want to get my hands on you. Yeah. But you have to prioritize what's important, right? Family first. And that was the one thing that we did. But as far as the mindset aspects, man, I tell you, um, it takes years off you. You know, every every day that you're away from your family, you know. You feel helpless, you know, you, you worry, fuck, what if, what if, what if, you know, I'm not home to protect them. I'm not here to do this. My son gets in a fight. You know, it, it's hard. I'm, I'm, I'm grateful for the 44 deployments I've done, but um, I don't, I don't want to do it again. Like yeah. I, I love, I love my new job. I love, I love my new life. Mm-hmm. Um, I love who I work for now. And as great as that was. You know, it's always funny because like whenever I do a lot of my live feeds and stuff, people are like, tell me about being a Navy SEAL. And I'm like, that's not who I am anymore. I mean, I'm, right. you know, once you always a SEAL, but there's too many other fucking people out there. And you'll get all the other SEALs on and I love them all, but they'll tell you their war stories. I don't want to yeah. tell that. I want to talk about what I'm going through now, you know? And, yeah. And, and that's what it's about with me. Just, you know, the power of positivity. And I'm mm-hmm. going to keep doing it. I do think that all the struggle and all the, you know, I have, I have tripped on my dick, fallen, failed, never quit, but um, I fail to, I succeed. You know, I just, I fail fast. I fail hard and I fail for it. I, I don't believe in the analogy. Failure isn't an option. And, you know, I'm going to just be as raw as I can. Motherfucker, if you're putting out failure is probably the main option that you're going to have 99% of the time. But I don't even dust myself off when I get up anymore. I fail all the time. I fail all the time, but I won't quit. I have mm-hmm. a whiteboard. Good. I just go back and I let's try it again. Let's try it again. You know, 
You only win and learn in life. Win and learn. I don't lose because I don't quit. I don't quit. I'm not a quitter. I'm not a loser because I'm not going to lose out on all the amazing opportunities that mm-hmm. I could have if I just find a way to learn, right? Learn to earn. That's what I do, man. And that's what I, I suggest every fucking person that's listening. Um, they do. Just start repro because that's what I'm that's what I'm I'm a programmer. I reprogram right. people to be better and not to doubt themselves. Self-doubt, it's a, that is a dangerous thing to have, you know? Mm-hmm. I, and and be grateful, not greedy, right? Um, I'm grateful for things, I'm not greedy for things, but I'm also not cocky. You know, I'm I'm cautious and calm, but I'm not cocky. But mm-hmm. um, and I want it. And I want more. I'm never going to be, I'm never going to be happy. I'm never going to be fulfilled. I'm an alpha. That's what we fucking do. We want more, but I want to do it the right way. And that's what I try to instill in people is have an ethic or a work code or a motto of life that you live by. And, you know, the biggest advice I always tell people is I used to care what everybody thought about me. Like when I got out, maybe seals doing really? TV. Oh, I did. I used you don't to worry seem to type though, buddy. You just don't. I, you know what? I flipped the switch and that's why I have a shirt that says, put the fuck out. I have shirt. I give, and I mean this with all due respect, zero fucks what people think about me. As long as I know that the people that I care about, my wife and my kids, I am leaving, you know, whatever that legacy is. And I'm every day, my legacy changes. I'm just trying to be a great human being. And my mentors, Bedros Cooley and all the people I care. I like, I always say work on you work on the few. And fuck the many. I, I, I do. I, Ooh, it has I like been, that. It's been the best advice that I've ever given myself. And when I did that, I started to really climb and succeed and, you know, and, and be successful. And success is helping others help themselves. It's not money, right? right? I want to punch people in the face. Yeah, I do. I do make really, very good money, but I make really good money doing what I love. And that's what's so What's so great about it, right? I, I get up every day and I'm just like, thank you. Uh, my wife's a stay-at-home mom. Thank you. I couldn't fucking do it, man. Oh, nope. nope. My I daughter's 12. Yeah. Uh, uh, my wife's 12. My, my wife. Jesus Christ. My, <laughs> my I'm going to get banned for that. My, my wife. Ray's wife is 12. What the fuck? But my daughter goes to a great private school when I'm home. I've just, I've reprioritized what's important to me, right? It used to just, yeah. you know, cause I live by four things, family, fitness, finances, and faith. That's what I live by the four, my four F-bombs. I have a tattoo to my hand. Family, be a better husband, father, son, better human being. Fitness, physical, mental, and emotional. Finance, yeah, the money's going to come, but that's not my big thing. My boss teaches me that. And faith, faith is about programming. Now watch, I'm going to, I'm going to teach you something here. Now we've never really talked before. I know who you no. are. No. And even in Canada, you should guys, you guys should get this shit right. I'm going to, I'm going to give you an acuity test. You ready? Ready. You get graded on your assertiveness and your response time. If you get this wrong, I'm just going to hang up on you. Don't you fucking hang up on me. Now I got some pressure. What do you do before you cross the street? Fucking look both ways. All right. Are you sure? Yes. Did you bet your life on it? Yes. Okay. Now my question, you're married and you have a child. You don't have to say a name, boy or girl. Boy. How old? Four. Okay, good. Now let me ask you a question. Have you, your son, or your husband ever been hit by a car crossing the street? Two weeks ago. Me, in front of my office. You were hit? Well, my you car. fucking just ruined my thing. 99% of the world has not been hit crossing the street. Yeah. But they still look both ways. Yep. Just like 
but how do you know you get hit? Just like perfect example. I've been, I've been blown up. I've been stabbed. I've been shot at, but I've never died. When you die, if you're good, you're supposed to go where? Up. And if you're bad, you're supposed you to go, go where? down. You don't know that. That's Just right. like people have been programmed wrong. Exactly. I, but I already gave you the answer. People think you only W and L in life and that's win and lose. And I'm here to tell each and every one of you, you're an idiot. You don't mm-hmm. lose unless you quit. You only learn. So right. I learn every day. I have a daughter. It was a lot easier with my son than my daughter. Yeah, I was just going to say. I do this. <laughs> and my point is, is it's about self-programming and then programming your children the same thing. Yeah, you should teach your kids to cross the street and look fucking both ways. You should teach your kids that you don't just win and lose, right? I understand there's, they give these participation trophies out. For oh God, party. don't, don't get me fucking First, going. Second, I'm going to snap. Place, if, you did, if you didn't win, like my daughter, now she runs track because she, she has a slap tear in her shoulder from gymnastics. If she didn't win, I say, what did you learn from it? Right. I learned that I have to be better at this. Good. Then apply that, right? And it doesn't matter whatever your, fucking Meltillus, whatever your battlefield is, Battlefield, business field, or home field, apply it and don't do it again. We lose people on the battlefield. We don't quit. We learn from the mistakes, and hopefully that doesn't fucking happen again. So, like, you're going to see this when you talk to me. I'm all over the fucking place because I got so much going on up in this giant fucking dome of mine, um, and I want to get the message out. But the point to this is, is people have been programmed right, but they've been programmed wrong. You don't mm-hmm. win. Here's the here's the million-dollar thing. You never lose unless you quit. Um and always, people always go, what's the best way to stop quitting? Don't fucking start. Just don't start. It doesn't need to be that difficult. It really doesn't though, Ray. It doesn't. I had this mindset. I was taught this way. My mother used to put a fucking dictionary in front of me and cut out every word that was negative. Can't was the number one. And she would go, I don't know what the fuck that word is. That's not a word. I go to my, I go to, I used to be a professional fighter. I go there. My coach would fucking literally spin kick me and put me through the drywall in the dojo. I was five. And I would stand up. My mom would look at me and go, what'd you learn from that? What did you do? What are you going to do differently next time? And I'd be like, I can't do this. She goes, you say can't to me one more time. I'm going to give you 75 pushups before you leave this fucking mat. Do you understand me? I love it. You know, yeah. I, have a, I have a book that I'm working on. Um, and it says, I love can't. The word can't. <laughs> you take off the apostrophe and T, it says can't. Can, so I'm baby. working on that. I actually just snapped the picture of you. You look like, so Kid Rock's a very good friend of mine. Bob Ritchie. Oh, Jesus Christ. I love Bob. <laughs> You with the hat on, you kind of got the Cheryl Crow look going. So I'm gonna I've been trying to get him to do karaoke at his house where I do care uh where I do Cheryl and he does him, you know, yeah, put you, but he won't do it. He's just not why not tell him to stop being a bitch. Don't make me come down there and show you how to do it properly. I know cuz don't mess around. He's all business. What you see is what you get. But no, I took a picture, I snapped it off to blast it out. That's all right. You do what you need to do, my friend. This is, you know what this is? This has become the part of top of my head that I don't know how to remove. I went from a beret to a helmet back to a beret. And then I had, I fucking saw the helmet yesterday. Speaking of helmet yesterday, I want to bring that up. That thing's dope as hell. I want to bring that up. I love your lives. You were on live yesterday. I jumped on real quick because I, I just happened to see it. I saw you jumped on and I love it. I'm sitting there and you're just chatting away. And the next thing you know, this guy, you didn't mean to add on this gentleman, you added him on and he just was like rearing to go. And he snapped on Instagram yesterday and you're like, what's up, buddy? Well, it didn't start off that way. So what I, I'm the king of call out. So when someone says something it. that I don't like, I think they're being a troll. And I think the world needs a couple things. Number one, people need to be punched in the face like we did when we were kids. And number two, I think people need to be called out on their bullshit. Now, there's only two types of people. Well, three. Number one, 
when someone calls me out, like, and I, 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 I try it, I'll go live with them, the troll, they'll like, give me the finger and do stupid stuff. And I'm like, okay, there's your moment in the sun. 99% of them will decline because that's what they do in life. But the 1% will get on there and go, Hey, Ray, I didn't mean that. I apologize. And then I'm like, bro, total lack of communication because teamwork, problem solving, leadership, and communication is a key to success. That's right. And I was like, that is a, that is a, an error on my part, but you should be thanking me too, because I called you out because, uh, Perception as a mother, I thought you mm-hmm. were fucking with me and I called you out. So I live by a lot of acronyms mm-hmm. and stuff, right? Like team, mm-hmm. I, you know, the other thing, you know, so I call people out on the bullshit and I believe that you have to have your t- like, you know, you're married and you have a son, your team, trust, effort, attitude, mission, trust. You got to, tr- you know, you got to trust in yourself, trust in the hubby, trust in whatever, whatever mm-hmm. it is you're doing, right? Effort. The one thing that my father taught me before he was murdered when I was 11 is nothing will open or close a door faster in life than a good or bad attitude. Um, Effort. I don't want 100%. I want everything you got. My 100 and your 100 are different. I want everything you got. And then M is mission. And mission is growth. And there's six forms of growth, seven forms of pain on this planet. And I'm only going to get into the, because I'm a pain specialist because I've dealt with it. But Growth, physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, and financial. They are your growths of the world, right? Um, and that's just how it works. So that's what you need to figure out. And what's so great is my team and your team, we can both have growth, but we, we go about it a whole different way, right? What works for me might not work for you. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, my wife, every time you see a video, she's grabbing me by the beard or like- I love her so fucking much. It's not even funny. Eat her. She's so Good. mean to me. Good. She needs to be. Yeah, but nobody else doesn't put you in your fucking place. She needs to. And I respect the hell out of her for it. Get some. Grab that beard. Listen. Bitch. No, I can't. Right? She will drop. She's not having lunch right now. (laughs) Please don't hear it. Cut that shit out. My wife will kill me. I'm scared to death of her. She's five, three, 110 pounds. I'm scared to death of her. Her and I are the, she's, she's taller than me. Fuck. So I'm good. You five foot. Oh, wow. You're like almost a dwarf. Yeah, I'm a tiny. Oh, fuck. Yeah. I, I remember when I got my first license, I like ro- I foam rolled my back out. And I was like, just if I could just get because I was sitting at 411 and I was like, I got to hit the five. I got to hit the five. It just have to hit the five. My, it's embarrassing. My daughter, she's going to be lucky if she hits five. She ain't right? working with all this. I'm 5'7". <laughs> I'm 5'7". Well, you're the same height as my husband. So you get it. We're all just making tiny humans, just sure. powerhouses. When I first met my wife, true story, first thing she said, like, when we got it, she goes, you're the shortest guy I've ever dated. I was like, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, I yeah. love that so much. She called you out from the get. She has called me out. When we first met, I met her in a bar. We were talking for a week. You know, and like, if, if we're hanging out, I'd be like, hey, it's me. Hey, yeah. But yeah, we yeah. went out, I took her out to dinner the following week. And she's like, I was like, you know, Trisha, her name's Trisha. I'm having a great time. She goes, so am I, Greg. And I'm like, who the fuck fuck is Greg? She had told her, she had told her dad, my name was Greg. We we, were like talking every day. And I'm like, what the fuck she called me? She's like, I want to see your ID right now. And I'm like, I guess I have a Baltimore accent. She's from New York. And when I said, when I said Ray, she thought I said Greg. And I'm like, but I was pissed, man. We were like, you know, we were at a little toast. We're having a nice dinner. Yeah. She like, she likes seafood. And I was like, you know, I took her out to lunch. I'm trying to trying to win her over and getting those, you know, do my you know what you're there. doing, Ray. You know, you oh, know yeah. what oh, those yeah. Navy SEALs, you all are the same. Y'all know how to wind and dine. 
Mama wasn't buying it, boy. She wasn't. But my platoon loved her too. My guy, the guys in my platoon, they fucking absolutely loved her. I tried getting her. I tried everything. Nothing was working. It was it was her show from the get go, man. I you know what her. though? I, I love I love the photos you put of you two on your page. Um, I creeped. I like I like I've been following you for a while, so I've been creeping for a while. So just I, I'm sure you're used to it now. Um, but I I followed her. I followed you for a while, and I see all these photos of her, and I just love it because she just fucking owns you. Like there's like she grabs your shit, and there's nothing you're gonna do to that woman. You're not even gonna look at her the wrong way because she will drop you. No, you know we we have an understanding in this household. You know she is. She's the queen and she runs 99.9% of shit. But if I ever tell her, get fucking behind me or. That's a different conversation. Yeah. Like, like my wife and I have both had very similar childhoods. I don't really get into, they haven't been the most pleasant. So in order for the things to not happen to me and her, Mm -hmm. um, I refuse. I refuse. It's like the, it was the, the non-negotiable in my life. My wife's, you know, when we had my daughters, a stay at home mom, my my daughter is not going to go through what my wife went through. She's not. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and we love it. Like maybe when she gets, she's 12 now. And I love it. Like my wife used to take my daughter to school and pick her up. Now when daddy's home, I take her, she picks her up. Yeah. But we know where she, and our school's like five miles away, private school. Perfect. But we constantly, I, yeah, we are stopping the cycle of shit that happened with us. Um, and some people say, you know, uh, blah, blah, blah. But the one thing that you can't do is you cannot run that demon, right? And both of us have that same demon as children. Um, me, I, I'm, I'm a little better with it. I just blow it off because that's what men do. We build up the walls. But her, the smallest thing will act, you know, trigger it. Mm-hmm. So the only way that I could help calm that beast is just like, listen, you stay home. Because she would, she would get anxiety, wondering, yeah. you know, is my daughter okay? Is she this? Is, is someone doing this or this? And I was like, it wasn't healthy. Right? Can't so live like that. Huh? You can't live like that. You can't have that. No, you can't have that constant just on you. And I love it. My wife, she works out twice a day at one of my one of my boss's gazillion franchises, and she, you know she takes care of every. I don't, dude. If my wife leaves me, I don't know what the fuck. I don't know where anything is. Like this room is all that's mine. It's all I know. I don't know where money goes. I don't know where I anything. I, I love your that, honesty, that really, though. You, you. Oh yeah, you, I'm an idiot, man. When it comes to that shit, like it. But she used to run banking and stuff. She, she, okay. I make it. She does it. But right, uh, yeah. But yeah, you have I, a I teammate. You got a partner in life, right? And that's the difference. She's between... my dad buddy, man. Yeah, my dad mm-hmm. buddy. Just like in life, you know, in the, in the teams. But she's my ride or die. I fucking love her to death. Uh, but I will say, if anybody's listening, uh, for all the freaks on Instagram, I get more naked pics from dudes than I do chicks. And the thing that yeah. bothers me about that is, number one, I have no issues if you are, but. I like women. Um, I don't like dudes. And number two, what am I doing wrong where people are thinking they should be sending me? They think you're a ranger. They think you're a ranger. (laughs) You said it. I didn't. That's okay. They're going to give me shit for it. I see a bunch of them on Tuesday. I know what's coming down the pipeline. I know what Uh, I'm going to get. I know the shit I get. I got nothing nothing for love uh, for the anybody in the military. You know, we talk a lot of shit to each other, but it's all out of respect. And you got the coolest seal out of the get go. So you know, Redmond and O'Neill and I, I'm friends with all the Latrell. No, he turned me them. down. Latrell turned me down. I'm not cool enough. Did he? He fucking right did. Right to my did publicist. And I'll call his himself? ass out. You have someone. 
No, he looked through it. My publicist called him because I got a book coming out and I'm getting ready to do some press tour shit. And I said, you know, listen, I know who I want on my show. I want people that add value to life. I want people that are positive. I want people that are going to make fucking positive change. I'm tired. I, I'm I'm like a tiny, like compact version of you, I would say. I tell you how it is. I want things done a certain way. And there's a reason for it. I don't fuck around. There's a positive aspect to the way that I look at everything and my mindset. If you're going to walk in with a negative ass attitude, you can walk your ass right back out. I don't have time for it. I got to keep things moving. Things got to be well with my family. My husband comes first, then my child, because I believe so much so that if you two aren't tight, you aren't good. You can't be good for the kids. When it comes to my mental health, I take that shit seriously. When it comes to fitness, it's no fucking joke in my family. My husband was a professional supercross racer. He's an athlete himself. I was a professional fighter. I used to drop bombs on people for a living. And now I do this. I fucking work in the fashion industry like a dickhead. And I, I sell jewelry and help vets. And then I run a podcast for people that need to hear the truth. And I think that's why I love you so fucking much and why I wanted you first. I'm in love with you right now with that. Thank you. And I'm happily it married. Is, man. I just love Oh, it. bro. No, there's love. There's nothing but love here. Nothing yeah, but love. Okay, nothing but know, it. That's, I think that's what the world needs more of is, you know, like I tell people, you know, like I want to be called out on my bullshit too. I think that's what the world needs is you need a dive buddy, an accountability buddy, um, whether it's your husband or a friend. I mean, so, you know, one of my mentors, I talked about before, Bejo Schooling, mm-hmm. he's my boss, he's my friend, he's fucking he's a rich human being, but he's a great human being. He calls me out on my bullshit all the time. Just like minus grabbing the beard. (laughs) Um, And I tell you, I'm a better person for it. Right. Uh, Because men, I could, well, I I can't really speak for women, but men, there's three things that men have the internal conflict with, right? Number one, they hate themselves, right? They doubt themselves because it could be something from childhood. uh, And there's, there's also pains, physical, mental, emotional, social, spiritual, financial, and sexual pain. That a lot of times when men hate themselves, it's because people have made them hate themselves. Number two, they're in love with their their shadow, right? Like my shadow is six foot two. The ego, exactly. Navy SEAL, TV, movies. I was like that. When I first met Trish, true story, she goes, you are, and I, obviously she was drunk. She goes, you were one of the best <laughs> looking She said, you're one of the best looking men I've ever met, but you just come across like a dick. Like she told me that. And I mean, when she said that, she wasn't joking. And it fucking stung, man. Because I mean- I know, you know, you hear funny things. When I met this woman, like we were actually making, and I'm going to look so stupid doing this, but we did this thing in the bar and she kind of looked at me and we paused for it because I'm an eye guy. And she did this when I do this, it's going to look so stupid, but do she kind of just went and looked away. And I was like, oh. and, I, and I swear to God, I could talk to the Pope. I tried like three drive-bys to say something to her. I come up, I'd be like, blah, 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 blah. and I walked away. Blah, 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 blah. I tried again. So finally, true story. I was there with a buddy of mine named Dave Broderick. He's like a six foot five seal bald and he's ugly as piss. Right. I, I have to make that clear. Well, he's like a professional kayaker and like he's facing me and I, you know, he's looking, looking down, down at me and I'm down. looking up at him and I see this little arm pulling the back of his shirt and I'm like, and I knew it was her and I was like, what the fuck? And she goes, I, I said, she goes, who's touching my shirt? And you know, he spins around and it's, yeah. it's treasure. And I said, and I'm drunk. I said, you're going to be shitting me. I've been looking at you all night long. She goes, well, I figured after your three failed attempts of flybys, I would try to start it up. So I took Dave. I'm like, get the hell out of my way. She and then, pulls you, know, you right out. Yeah. But I knew that I knew that night when I met her, like I called her, the cool points were off. I knew she was the one. Like, 
I don't, I don't know how that, you know, you hear about that shit, like sound of music and stuff. People know. I knew I same this crazy bitch was my, like, I knew it. And I worked uh, fucking hell week was it, easy baby. compared to that, man. Oh yeah, she did. It was worth it though. I love that so much. You know what? Though? Everything. Everything you got to chase sometimes. You got to work for it. And that's okay. It comes down to like what you want in life. You could have so easily just said, you know what? She's already hooking on another dude. I'm not going to waste my time. And I mean, look where you would be now. You wouldn't have those beautiful babies. You wouldn't. Have, it's not your... It's not your MO to just give up. So I feel like even if she didn't want to marry you, I feel like you would have made that shit happen. Oh, I would have worn her, yeah. I would have worn her fucking out, man. She, as soon as she gave me her number, because I was, was a spatula. Well, I did the Zero Dark 30 shit. I would have found her, man. I would have been like, yeah, <laughs> I'll get your MZ and your Echo from your phone. It's on. So I got her. But um, but the, the whole point of that story is, is she said that to me. She like literally right off the get-go, you know, is like you just come across like a dick. Because when I was, I was a teen guy, you know, we have egos. I just, I thought I was bigger than I really was. So mm -hmm. I was in love with my ego. But the last thing that I've done through time, what I want to get back to is I've learned how to love myself. Like That's not, beautiful, yeah, Ray. Yeah, in a good way, right? Not like an arrogant way. I love who I am. I love that I make mistakes. I, you know, like I get on there and I do my 1,320 push-ups every, every Saturday or Sunday with people. And I make fun of all these fitness gurus that get on there. And I think it's great, but the makeup's perfect. And the guy's got the great angles. And they, that's not real fitness, man. No. Fitness is you've got a gut on you because you drank a gallon of water. And you like, this is my hair. And no mm -hmm. fucks are given. And that's because I love myself. Like when I go to the gym, I see people that they're like looking in the mirrors. I know what I look like. I don't need to look in the mirror. <laughs> I know I, I look good for my age. I'm fucking no, 49. I, yeah, There's I'm no not going to lie. You do. You do. There's no You're time right. for that shit. My point is, is I love myself to the point where I'm focused on other things, right? Like going to the gym, the people that waste time looking at themselves, getting on the cell phones, doing stupid shit. My thing is, is like time, right? It's our most precious commodity we have. Right. So I'm going to idle. I'm going to, excuse me, I'm going to utilize that. You know, when I go to the gym, I fucking work. Like I train, like. And you walk it's, in, it's you're firing. going to work. That's what it is. Yeah. You're going to work. You're, you're a fighter, right? You, you, same thing. It's, it's violent. It's. It's, it's not sexy. It's not when I train, it's not sexy. And I don't want to be sexy. I've gone to the gym wearing two different fucking shoes before my wife's life. Like I just reach in the closet and grab shit. I'm not going there for, and I used to do that. I used to go to the gym to hook up. What? I used to, oh yeah. Oh yeah. Back in the day. Yeah. Before mm -hmm. Trish, make sure, make sure we said that baby. I love Wait, you. Let's correct before. that shit real quick. Well, shit. I met when I met her, you know, we were doing, we were kind of working out the gym and stuff. And I remember telling her, she, I was on the treadmill. I said to her, I said, you know, just so you know, I know we've been dating for a little bit, but I'm not exclusive. She looked at me and walked away. She goes, you think you're the only guy I'm dating? I jumped off that fucking treadmill and was like, wait a minute. Wait a minute what's going on? This she, woman has my heart. Like, you don't, you well, don't I, understand I, how much I love her deeply right now. And, you know, the thing is, is a lot of guys that are in my position, you know, the Navy SEALs have done all this stuff. They try to put on this, this persona that they're just hard ass, tough guys. And I'm telling you right now, 99.9% .9 of them, they're not. Mm -hmm. They just, they do that. Like for social media, I don't. I am, what you see on social media is who I am. Like guys are like, you know, you'd have so many more followers if you just posted fitness. I'm what like, the fuck yeah, for I'm, though? What's what, my family. Like, but not I, only I do, just your family, but like, honestly, Ray, what it, if you did that? If you spent all your time going on social media and posting these things, tell me what positive aspect and what legacy you're leaving out in the world with a bunch of fucking 
just this. What are you doing? It doesn't. All it's going to do is exactly. it's going to give me a little bit more money with my programs and stuff. But, um, and, you know, and I, I got dialed in with that with Pedro's Cooling. You know, I, I'm, I'm cautious about p- posting pictures of my daughter. I do that very rare. I can um, respect because, that, though. Yeah, just, you know, she's developing mm-hmm. and she's I, at can't that age. I can't control my shit with that, right? Talk shit about me. I'm fine, you know, but don't fuck with my family. Like, you can whatever you want. Poser. I've, I've heard every, you know, and that's the thing, man. I love the haters. I love the trolls because that means you're doing something right in life. Um, and believe me, I've gotten shot down. You know, I've asked Jason Rebin and I had a podcast. We, we've gotten shot down before by guys. And there's a lot of guys that won't, like other team guys that don't even want me on their fucking podcast. And Why? Dude, you're a lot. I'm like. You're okay. the fucking best. The a lot. I, okay. If I, I can count, I don't even know how many limbs I have right now, but I can count how many times I've been told, you know, listen, Kels, um, you know, we really, we're really excited to bring you on this show, but we just, we find that your attitude and the way that you talk is just, it's a bit aggressive. You're just a yeah. bit hard. I'm not aggressive. I've gone through some shit and I've got no time for you. That's what I am. I'm not fucking aggressive. But, people, I'm the perfect fucking storm, man. I I know I know when to thunder and I know when to lighten. That's what I tell people, and I'll do it. I'm a, you know, but it's all the shit that I've dealt with in my life. Um, I love being. I love to call myself that, right? And when I get pissed off, I'm the F five, the, the the fucking tornado. I will destroy whatever gets in my path. I, love I wouldn't it. fuck with you. I wouldn't fuck with you. And if I were your no. daughter, I would be feeling so safe right now, growing up. I'd be like, no. I'm 12, and my daddy will straight up break at limb from limb. I'm, I'm, I'm working at, you know, eventually she is definitely developing and boys are starting to come in the picture. And I'm, Oh no. We're, we're, oh, we're going to. It's coming. Box and zip ties and duct tape and yes. tasers. We're ready. Can I please come and help? Nobody will even know I was there. No, I, it's, I was in Canada the whole time. I don't know who Ray is. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know how that zip tie got there either. It just happened. Oh, it has yeah. legs. It grew. It just happens. Just boom. Yeah. just happens. It just happens. I love the way that you have this outlook. Um, something I want to like touch base on and uh, because I wanted to explain to my husband a little bit about training aspects and what you guys go through. And because I was the only female in a male unit and I was on the front line. So I was in a little bit of a different, uh, a different world than most females in the military and the army and things like that. And so I actually got my husband to watch the TV show. Hey, Zozo, we got some office pups here. Um, so I got him to watch, uh, the selection with me. Oh, fucking well done. What, who came up with that idea, sir? Because that shit was brilliant. He sat there and watched that with me and we were chatting about it. And I said, watch this, watch what they're about to do. Watch what they're about to do. And he goes, what are you talking about? I said, just, just watch, just watch, just watch. Like it was like sitting, you know, when you see a really epic movie or you do something super like just insane in your life. And you're like, I want to share this with everybody. Cause maybe they'll get why I am the way I am. I sat him down and I just watched his face the whole time. What do you think of that? Did you see that? Did you, you know what that is? And he was just like, that shit is so beyond. The second they put bags over heads, I was like, see, now you get what I was talking about, about the bags. Like it brought civilians into it in a totally different light. And I think that show, whether people, I've heard, you know, conflicting, you know, things about it. But the, the thing I took away from it was it opened people's eyes to what it takes to be the best of the fucking best, period. Yeah, and I love it. 
there was positive and negative comments, but here's the thing. You're always going to get that. Gonna I mean, get both. So we, we did it legit where there was no pause. There was no stop. Um, nothing was scripted. I love uh, it. We just went with it. I, I wish we would have done another one, but uh, history said it was just too raw. And, you know, all of us, the, all the instructors were still good friends. I talked, I talked to Bert uh, once a week. He's pretty much Jeremiah Johnson lives up in the mountains. Donnie I Bowen see that. Yeah. Um, Tyler Gray is one of the executive mm-hmm. producers on SEAL team now. He's crushing it. Um, Marcus Capone is doing, uh, he does a lot with research with head trauma and stuff with his wife. And then Sean Haggerty owns a big uh, brewing, a brewery in California. And, you know, I don't talk to, like, I don't talk to Tyler much, but I talk to Bert and Donnie pretty much once a week. They're great friends. And That's Donnie and I are actually, uh, we might be doing a new show. It's, it'll be, so if, if it goes, it'll be myself, Donnie, Rob O'Neill, uh, Rudy Reyes, and Jeff Gum of Sunja, Sunja Life. So nice. that ought to be interesting. So we'll see. You got to hit me up about that. And you have to come back on to talk to us about that because I'm telling you, those are bangers, man. That was uh, that was something. I won't lie to you. I was pretty disappointed when there wasn't another season because once you kind of get into that, it it brings you back a little bit. Like there's nothing like getting shit kicked by some staff members and just yelling in your face. I'm not going to lie. I don't know why I missed that. I don't know why I would want any of that again, but I, there's yeah. something about just being told you're going to fucking run until you puke. I'm like, okay, I, I'll do it. Where are we going? Can we run now? Like I miss that shit so much. It's weird. So How long does it take someone that's five foot tall to run a mile? That's the question I've been wondering. Depends on, to- uh, it depends. Cause before, before I fucked myself up. Yeah. My legs are about like, yeah, my legs are my, my torso. My ribs sit on top yeah. of my hips. So like my yep. high-waisted pants just sit basically where my nipples lie. So it's fantastic. It's great. You only need like a shirt in life. That's why I said to you clothes are overrated. They're stupid there before I fucked my shoulder up and my knees up. I could run. Yeah. I mean, I could, I could run. I, I have that, like, I'll run. I'll just shut off up here. That yeah. just tick, 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 tick. You know, that like turtle that could like, I'll fucking go. Uh-huh. I'll you load me up and wait and I'll just tick, 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 tick. I don't stop. So that's the thing, but that's, it's, it's interesting to uh, hang out with, with people like you because you give a perspective that I think is so needed in this world right now that everyone is so soft so soft. It's, I had this discussion on another podcast recently. The way we are adapting our children to this world is legitimately terrifying in my eyes. I'm not kidding. And I want to talk to you a little bit about your, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, is it LTD? Is that the program where you just beat the shit out of people for 75 hours? That's the project. LTD the project. is the corporate training. So you ha- we have three. So I'll just, so the Mecca, the bit, the nasty boy is the project. LTD yeah. Is where we tailor corporate and then we even do a father-son program called the squire Ooh. which is fun which is a fun it's a bonding experience it's not yeah. a kick in the ass but um and we're loving that we've got you know next week i start the project uh ltd i'm going down to speak to a huge company in boca and july 17th we have i think a total of 65 66 uh, so what 30 33 30 something dads and 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 son combos so we're making a difference you are Um, love it you are like we're noticing it up here man we need it up here we need we need it everywhere truly people are fucking soft man and i'm happy to go over that so uh the project is run by bedros cooling who is my boss and mentor founder of fit body boot camp he's a fucking savage so it's run by him and then there's a couple other instructors there's steve eckhart the marine you've got uh matt schneider he is the swat operator 
Um, you've got Aaron, Alha Aaron Alhadrino, who is the vice president of one of Bedros's company, and he's in a, he used to be a fighter. And you got me, and it's a 75-hour fully immersive course, physical, mental, emotional, where you get to live, eat, and train with each one of us. And we we break down men, men, I can only speak for men right now because I do these men's courses. We we carry two things on our shoulders, an inner bitch and toxic cognitions, fear, doubts, and frustrations, and and uh, the toxic cognitions are demons. We teach you how to kill one and name, claim, and tame the other so that you can dominate in your four F-bombs, the family, fitness, finances, and faith, becoming a modern-day knight. Now, people always ask me, what is a modern-day knight? And it only really applies, especially if you have kids. So it's the man you want your son to become and the only man you would want to give your daughter away to. Uh, we run five courses a year with that. That's February, April, June, August, and November. Uh, the court, the price for that, uh, I'm just going to tell you that right off. It's yeah. $12,000, $12, uh, $10,000 if you're a better first responder. We do, we do payment plans and we try to make it affordable for guys, but we're changing lives. Uh, we do the LTD. The LTD is where we come to you or your group, Steve and I, the Marine, and we focus on teamwork, problem solving, leadership, communication. The same things that we do in the project, they're just dialed down a little bit, mm -hmm. right? Because this could be co-ed. Um, and I do things. I do. And I focus on, I show drills on how inefficient your company is at teamwork, problem solving, leadership, communication. And then they go, okay, wait a minute. Now what? Well, then we give them a solution because there's problem makers and problem solvers. LTD, we're problem solvers. So we do that. And Steve and I travel the country doing that. Well, we were, it slowed down a little bit. Now we're doing mm -hmm. a lot of virtual um, and we have packages for that. Lastly, we have the Squire program. We run two or three a year. Um, that is a 14 hour uh, course. It's $1,900 for a dad and his son to come held in Chino Hills, California, the same where the project is held. And this, the men are 12 to 15, maybe if they just turned 16. And what we do is we break them up and it is there. We're teaching them the rite of passage. Like your husband is going to teach your son things that mom can't teach. But guess what? When he's 15 or 16, someone else can come in from an outside influence, say the same damn thing your husband has been saying for, for however many years. And all of a sudden it's going to hit him like a light bulb. Oh yeah. They'll hear it. Oh my God. Yeah. What were you saying? Had, my son was thinking about becoming a fucking Navy SEAL once. And he's talking to a guy who wasn't even in the fucking Navy. Like I was a Navy SEAL. They I'm your father. Hear... <laughs> yeah. But they don't want to hear that sometimes. So we do that and we teach them their roar, right? Their battle cry. Um, and we do a lot of these cool exercises. We have an FTX, a field training exercise where we blindfold the dads and we walk them through this fucking hellacious course. They have to look at their, you know, they have to listen to their son. Trust mm -hmm. me, I trust you. All we're doing is reverse uh, role modeling who's in charge of who. They get into a 31 degree ice bath. <laughs> they're looking, you know, and they're, the, the sons are very uncomfortable, but they've got to trust dad. Dad, you know, look at me. Trust mm -hmm. me. I'm here. And we, we developed this bond. And I wish to God we would have had this stuff for me and my son or shit. I would have had it because I didn't even really have a father growing up. And it would just be amazing. And what we're doing is, is we're teaching them a couple of things. Number one, you're on the right path. And then at, and when we finish the course up, we make the dad's roar. And the dad's roar versus the son's roar, it's a big difference. Battle tested, right? Uh, yeah. Battle worn versus just still cub. learning. And yeah, the Cubs, and they realize real quick, wow, we still have a long way to go. But what that does is it kind of unites dad and son together. Um, and you know, like 
a lot of the things that we teach in the project is like, listen, this is the couple, couple things that Bedros Cooling taught me. And I fucking love it. And I use it. He's like, number one, have date night with your wife and your daughter once a week. Mm-hmm. I mean, okay. He's like, take your daughter somewhere once a week, get ice cream. Even if it's with her friends, take your wife to do something. And then we have three date nights a week. We walk together. I'll take my wife somewhere and I'll take my daughter somewhere. Ice cream, whatever. Number two, be the type of man that takes your family on two fucking vacations. I'm like, I don't understand that. He said, because the first one you go on is because you need it, mm-hmm. right? There's a need and want. The second one is just because you want to. You want to show your wife that you're there for, right? I, I need a vacation because the need versus the want. In life, there's things that you need. And there's things that we want, right? In life, we, with the vacation, we just reverse engineered it. I cut out all the shit that I want and focus on the need. But now that Bedros has taught me how to make more money and be a better human being and be smarter with my time, I have more time to go on another vacation. Obviously, he lets me off because I want to, because I want to do something special for my wife. Not because I need to, because I've already done it. And I will tell you this right now, the ramifications of it are amazing. Like we feel better. And this year, um, you know, we just went to Nags Head for a fucking week. I told my wife, listen, let's find so let's drop. You know, we're finally getting there. We have some people we trust Nyla with. Mm-hmm. So you and I, me and my wife have never been on a vacation because of our history with as a child. We will, we will not go anywhere with our daughter. And I'm trying to talk her into it, but obviously that's got to be on her terms. But I guarantee it's probably going to be a no. But, you know, I tried and I'll try mm-hmm. again and I'll try again. And eventually maybe we will, but two vacations. So that's that's who I'm trying to be. Like the guy that takes his family on things because he wants to, not because he needs to. Or has to. You making the time because it's your choice yep. and you know it's the right thing to do. And it's because you want to spend that time with them. You want to make it a priority. You just need yes. to. I, but in I, my courses, oh, dad, you sorry, go. go ahead. No, go ahead, honey. I said, but in my courses, I'm going to tell, I'm not going to tell you what you want to hear. I'm going to tell you what you need to hear. I will call a motherfucker out in courses, um, you know, true story. And I, 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 I full transparency, transparency here about four or five years ago, Trish and I weren't doing well. I was a dick and we were going to get divorced mm-hmm. until I took full accountability and responsibility for my actions. Even though there were things that we both fucked up on me. Me, 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 me. God help, did everything I could, started, you know, and a lot of that was surrounding myself with the project brothers who had been there, you know, and a guy telling me, I mean, I had a guy that wasn't even married. He goes, man, listen, I'm listening to you talk to me. I'm not even married, but you just sound like you're being a real dick. And I'm like, but I appreciate your honesty, right? Um, Mm -hmm. And it's a word that I've heard before. Remember, if we go back in time, my wife said that. So I'm like, it's not maybe you're right. It's like, you know what? You're right. Bedros Coolian said the same thing. You're just, you know, and I will tell you, me leaving the agency, me putting down the gun, mm-hmm. um, and me not going, kicking indoors and going overseas, number one, but with a new job, I've only been this new job for almost two years. He saved my life and he saved uh, me and my wife because. Sounds like he, it. An animal, you know, you just, you do an animal work all the time. It's only a matter of time before you become that fucking animal problem I was having was, is I was having a hard time turning off that switch when I was coming home, mm-hmm. losing my cool, not physically, but you know, losing my temper. Cause I'm going to make this very clear guys. I'm not perfect. There's nobody that's perfect in this world. Right. When we're talking the Jockos, the David, nobody is perfect. Mm-hmm. I strive for uh, progression. I want to be better. That's all. Just one little niche at a time. Anybody that gets on here on these podcasts and tell you they live a perfect life and they've got the perfect wife and, you know, it's 
rainbows and lollipops. You should really just cut your feet because they're so full of shit. Because that's not what life is. Life is fucking hard. Life mm-hmm. is aggressive. You have to figure out the balance of fucking craziness that you will allow in your life. Like me and my wife are fucking absolutely fucking insane. But it works for us. That's it right. works for us, right? And it's a mutual respect, right? I mean, I know what I can and what I can't do, but I'm also the guy that wherever I travel, hey, babe, here's the cell phone number. Here's the fucking hotel number. You call me because I don't. You respect um, her enough though, Ray. You respect her enough to owe her that. You're not like, hey, yeah, I'll give her a call when I give her a call. You respect that woman enough to be like, this is where I am at this time. If you need me, I'm here for you. I may not physically be, but I am reachable at all times for you. That right there shows that you've not only heard what people tell you about being a dick, but you've heard it from her. You've heard it from enough people. And it didn't even seem like it took that long. Like, I know I hear you say that you and your wife had issues. But honestly, I feel like if you guys didn't, if you guys really were the couple you you say you were, you're going to have issues. You're a strong personality. She's a strong personality. Two alphas can work if you want to make it work. Yeah, I agree. You know, and and like I said, all, all couples, all couples bicker and fight and argue. You have to find you know, what's acceptable, what's not, not like, not like physical. No, no, but it's respect. You got to have respect for the other person. You can get into tiffs. You can have disagreements, you can have arguments, you can raise your voice, but there's a line of respect that you have for your spouse and you, and you hold that line. That can't be something that's wavered from period. In my opinion. Plus I'm scared to death. I like, Uh, I think she would literally kill me. I mean, literally in the middle of the night. In the middle of the night, yes. And when uh, you're weak, she even, she even told me she's like, "When we get divorced, because you know she has a couple friends that are going through nasty divorces, oh. and if we ever get divorced, it will be my fault. I know that it will be something I do." So she's like, "Listen, this is all that's going to happen. You can take your this is my room, your clothes, and leave. I'm going to change the locks, out. and everything else is going to stay the same." And I just went, "Yes, ma'am," because you know. But you're cognizant of it though, Ray. You're cognizant, you're aware, you're thinking of it. It's on your mind. And I think that's the difference. When you talk to people who are agency guys, you talk to people that were military, they do one of two things. And, and, And correct me if I'm wrong here. They do one of two things. They live in that life, even though they're not in anymore. They can't let it go. They're attached to that identity. And I feel like the people who are able to separate themselves when they're out of the military and even start a second life, another phase of their life. If you can do that, if you can be effective at that, you can grow in that time frame, and you can be a better person for those around you. You don't have to stay in that life. You just don't have to, if you're not doing it anymore. I couldn't agree more. You know, I always tell people, you're never going to, you're never going to grow unless you know, and you need to know what, what else is out there. Like mm-hmm. me, I, I, I get, I mean, listen, I love, I mean, I've got the, you know, I've got all the plaques up here, the Navy SEAL stuff and all the stuff. You're impressive, Ray. It, it, it is impressive, it, but I don't put it up there as a shrine. I put it up there when shit gets tough. I look up there. I look at the picture of me and Bedros and everybody and the flag and all the stuff and go, and I say to myself, motherfucker, I've been in harder shit than this. That's, that's, mm-hmm. that's what I use it for. It's kind of like a, it's a, a reference of where it's I've a been, reminder, you know? a reminder. Yeah. And that's, you know, and that's something I always tell people to do is because I do coaching. I, I coach people all over the country. And I tell them, I want you to do uh, the best advice I can give someone is do a, it it takes a second, take this phone, right? And take a picture of yourself, do a self-reflection drill. Mm -hmm. Lily, and I want you to do it every 90 days, grade yourself on family, fitness, finances, and faith, family. 
Are you a good mom, sister, daughter, whatever you are, right? And you're mm-hmm. make as many avenues as you can. Fitness. Are you physically, mentally, emotionally strong? Do you go to the doctor? Do you eat well? Do you, you the whole thing? Finances. Not only do you make money, are you smart with money? Are you investing money? Are you doing this? And faith is not religion. Faith is, are you believing yourself? Because I will tell you this. This is the best advice I'd give somebody. Um, 99% of the world's problems can be fixed and solved by looking at your fucking self. And if you don't like what you see, fix that first. Once, if everybody did that, we would have very small problems in the world. But what oh, we have- accountability. It is. But what we have is we have people that want this and- for free and this and that. No, roll up your fucking sleeves, get a fucking job, get a fucking education and put the fuck out. That's what people need to do. And the minute you do that and you grade yourself. And what's so great about that is like my self-evaluation, my self-evaluation drills are like taste buds. I change, right? My wife and I, Mm -hmm. we got married, you know, 17 years ago. We're not the same people, but we've evolved. Grow together. Yes. Right. This is what usually happens. We're doing Mm -hmm. it together because we do these self-evaluation drills. Right. The best advice I can give you is be critical on yourself. You don't fucking like something. I'll give you an example. You know, I don't like to use the word fat, but hey, if you're overweight, if you're fat, it's just because you don't want to get in shape. But if you're lazy and you don't like what you see, get your ass to the gym. I can't. Well, take off that apostrophe and do a 10. Uh, Put the T off. My buddy, Tim Sweeney was 383 pounds. I got him down to 238 pounds in 16 months. Well done, Anything sir. is possible, but you ha- it's not going to start if you don't believe in yourself. I can't. Well, you're an idiot. I won't. It starts up no. here, right? It starts. It, that's right. I, I still, I believe everything is here and here. You, you got to feel <laughs> and you got to believe. Man, and if you do that, sh- and it's going to hurt. This is what I'm going to tell you. If you're out of shape and you want to get in shape, it's going to fucking hurt. Yeah. If if you're not good at doing books like me and, you know, audio books, it hurts. My head hurts sometimes mm-hmm. when I sit in these meetings with Bedros. My head spins. He runs multi-million dollar deals mm-hmm. like, like it's like me shooting a gun. But my thing is, is pick your fucking zone of genius. Everybody has a zone of genius. Focus on that. But also everybody has a strength and a weakness, a superpower and a kryptonite. Reverse engineer that shit. Figure out what your, your, your weakness is. Right. And try to make that your new strength. I'm I'm emotional and I'm passionate and I fucking I've got a quick temper. I use that now to my advantage. Right. And I do. I, I'm, I've learned how to control it because life's about fucking controlling what you can. I control what time I get up, what time I go to bed and a few other things and what I eat and when I work out. Other than that. That's enough for me to control. Mm-hmm. Right. I can't. My wife's out right now. She's out having lunch. I couldn't control if she's out with another. I, I can't. I can't control that. What I can control is the relationship that I have with my wife when we're together mm-hmm. to the point where she goes out. I know she's out having lunch with her girlfriend. Versus, same thing with me. When I'm off gallivanting around at these things and stuff, it's I am a better person because of what we do when we're together. So when I go away, right, that self that self-reflection drill I do. Um, it helps me out. And I'll tell you, my wife gave me another piece of advice because when I first started getting really popular and stuff, I was getting a lot of phone calls, you know, women and yep. this and that. She yep. was like, do me a favor. Next time you get yourself in a situation like that, reverse engineer it. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you mean? She goes, th- imagine if that was me. And let me tell you what, that changed everything. Didn't it, right? Fucking right, it did. So now I'm just like, nope, 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 nope. Uh-huh. Or hey, babe. I'm out with these people. They want me to get lunch. 
like she'll zoom she'll facetime me I'm like there they are the see them they all have dicks large just just dicks. oh well, I, you know i'm doing something i'm doing a new project right now with rob o'neill at mcteams he's a, a very influential guy and a, a beautiful young lady named amber miller she's gorgeous she's like 24 she was like a professional cheerleader why do i know that name she is she's huge on the internet she's okay huge. maybe that's and why i call her i call her fatty and I love it. She was all intimidated, and you know, she's got a boyfriend. And I mean, my son's 27, and yeah. my wife doesn't get insecure about that at all, right? What does she say? Never break, never bring a girl to do a woman's job. But mm-hmm. I in, introduce them mm-hmm. to the point where it's comfortable. Like, listen, she lives it's in Virginia respect. Beach. Come to, come to the house, bring your boyfriend. I, I, I think of her like a daughter, right? And mm-hmm. But if, or what could I do? Be sneaky and do stupid shit. So my point yeah. is, is don't be sneaky, fucking do stupid shit in life. That's what I'm getting at. Be a great human being. And I'm telling you, karma will, is a good thing too, right? If you do good, mm-hmm. you're going to get good back. If you do bad, it's going to come back and bite you in the ass tenfold. And that's what I have to say and offer and just, just keep grinding. And it's not going to be easy, man. You know, people like the social media platforms, you see fucking this much of my life. You know, people were mm-hmm. like, oh, you can do this and you're 49. You don't see the, the behind the scenes is the real story, right? Yeah. Uh, the That's grind, the value the, though, Ray. That's the value. You know, getting up at four o'clock in the morning, getting a workout in and fucking sitting on the computer until 10 o'clock at night and then still trying to get some time in with my wife because we watched mm-hmm. The Walking Dead. No sleep, man. Fucking just grind. You've got to prioritize what's important. Well, sleep's overrated first off. I think we all learned that when we were in the military. Sleep is just something for bitches. That's what I learned real quick. Yeah, yeah, right to the goddamn face. But you know what I think um, is going to come off across after listening to this, listening to this back and and having my listeners, I know exactly what's going to happen. They are going to want you on all the goddamn time because you, Ray, are a value add to society, not just in the United States, everywhere you go, anybody you speak to, the people that you have come in contact with, you leave a mark of influence and the influence you leave is not only your six or seven steps that you have that you focus on and those things and every single part of that is you have a plan, you execute the plan to the fucking T and you don't make goddamn excuses. I hate excuses and I hate fucking people that make them. And I say the word hate because I do. I think they slow us down. I think anybody can live their best goddamn life. And if they choose to say my best life is living on the beach, taking pictures of myself, well, then you can go fucking do that. But don't come on my feed. I don't have time for that. I only have time for people that are going to influence this world in a powerful way that you were doing. And I think because of you and the more you continue to do this and your programs and the project and the more you work with business uh, mindset people, people are going to develop a better way of looking at things and hold themselves accountable to a higher fucking standard. And that's what we need to start doing for not only our kids, but ourselves. And it's not because we need to do it because anybody else is telling us It's because we owe it to ourselves. We owe it to our mindset and we owe it to those around us to hold our shit accountable. I didn't do what you did. I didn't take a picture of myself. I, I couldn't look inward. I fucking fought those demons for 10 years after my deployment until January of this year, when I went and sat with mama ayahuasca and she fucking said, you don't want to look at yourself. I'm going to show you what you look like. And that shit changed in one weekend, real goddamn quick. I was a dick. I was a complete fucking dick. And I was angry and I hated a lot of shit. And I looked around at myself and going, how the fuck do you do what you do and bitch and whine? Shut the fuck up, go to work, do your job and be good and supportive for those around you that need you. And so I think if anything, Ray, 
you're going to influence the next generation in, oh God, thank God there's somebody out there like you doing it. Because if I have to bring my son to you, I swear to God, I will drag his ass all the way from British Columbia along the beach, just to fucking California. And I will leave him there because we need more people like you in this world. And Ray, I am so beyond thankful for you being my first fucking Navy SEAL. Cause you not only put up my God, sir, you are worth your weight and goddamn gold to this society. So thank you so, so much, Ray, for coming on. Can you give everybody your handles, please? Yeah. Uh, Instagram, uh, at Ray cash care. Um, if you want to hit me up on, um, you know, the, the other blue check it's at uh, frog mindset, Ray cash care is my, uh, Facebook. And then if you're interested in any of my programs or anything I do, go to, boy, this is real hard, www.raycashcare.com. I've got apparel. I've got my camps, my courses. Hit me up and we'll make it work. Awesome. Thank you so much, Ray. And everybody, we will see you next week.